Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil Mackey. It's the worst thing I do at ESPN. Judd Zolgad. I just want to drink and watch TV. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Oh, it's man. You have no idea right now. Oh, I was trying to read this Star Tribune article. Is this Patrick? No, it's Rand. Rand wrote this. Rambo? Vic Viramontes, but I ran out of my free articles for the month, so I have to open up a new browser now. <laughs> Oops. Oh. Support journalism. Yeah, I was going to say, as someone who worked in the business, you know what? Hey, once get I that get, subscription hey, fired up, Once Phil. I get done using 10 on three different browsers, then I start. Then I'll fork it over. What's Rambo <laughs> writing about Vic Veramontes? You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, but, well, this is, this, <laughs> can try. this is a good jumping off point for this discussion. The Gophers' Vic Veramontes leaves no lasting impression and uh, and and the subhead as you search on Google was this is a lesson for the Gophers and PJ Fleck in hype that Viramontes comes in as one of the top JUCO quarterbacks in the country. Now, mind mind you, when I when I when I hear JUCO and quarterback next to each other, and JUCO usually means academic deficiency in some way, your grades weren't good enough, right? Or quarterback I don't know who if, really didn't have, uh, wasn't a great quarterback. Either way, like, and if it's, an, if, it, and if it's a mental thing, yep. that's even more of a problem for that position specifically. If it's a cornerback or a linebacker and he's a Juco guy, whatever, just get out there and, and be a 240-pound machine. If you're a quarterback, so I was a little skeptical when I saw that they were all hyped up on him, but P.J. Fleck hypes everyone and everything. There's nothing that PJ Fleck doesn't hype. He's the boy who cried wolf when it comes to hype. And yeah, that's which, one, that's one thing I will criticize which is him dangerous. for. But the here here's what bothers me. So Vic Veramontes, he went through spring practice, went through one semester as a student. From what I've heard, the the student stuff wasn't going well for him either. And and there was a million reasons, both from the Gopher standpoint and from Vic's standpoint. He wanted to go back out west. It didn't work. They hyped it. It didn't work. It was a whiff. It was absolutely a whiff. Okay. This is where my problem starts. It's the the easiest take right now and the easiest thing to do in Minnesota sports is to rip PJ Fleck. Like anything that happens, keep in mind the guy who coached before PJ Fleck got here not only couldn't find a quarterback period, he kept Mitch Leidner under center for four seasons. So at least in the case of PJ Fleck, he identified, yep, okay, we overhyped this guy. It was a whiff. Let's part ways before the season starts, as opposed to let's run him out there and Mitch Leidner style and be stubborn for multiple years because this is the guy that we've tabbed to be our starting quarterback. A whiff is a whiff, but then when you compound it like Jerry Kill did for four years by running a guy out there who couldn't complete a pass 
at all against Big Ten competition, that's a more egregious mistake than what P.J. Fleck did. And yet it's going to be framed as, oh, there's Jared Fleck. He's a used car salesman. All right, well, at at least he didn't compound the problem. There was a definite mistake is probably, it might be too strong. There was a definite miscalculation here. And and um, I talked to Chip on Saturday after this story broke, and Scoggins flat out told me, if you saw the spring game, that was all. I believe Vic Vic had fallen behind one of the freshman quarterbacks on the depth chart. They brought him into the spring game. I think he completed one of two passes. He ran a couple times. He fumbled twice. He lost a fumble. And then he actually has he's earned the distinction of getting benched. They essentially benched him in the second half because they said, if you can't hold on to the football, you got a problem here. Um the Fleck thing, I, the thing that, and I'm not, I'm not like pro PJ, and I don't hate him. Where I stand is, is this. I think this is going to take a while. They're going. I think they're going to be god awful in 2018. I think the 2000. They're, they're going to be. And 2019 well, their schedules weak enough. They might flirt with a bowl game. Well, yeah. 2019 is the first year that that I think that there should be expectations. But if you could, if you could sit down with PJ and say, PJ, I'd like to discuss one thing. I think it is the hype. I think it is the, and that doesn't mean you see the, the fine line with this guy is, is he is who he is. So I, and I get that the fact that life excites him rubs some the wrong way. But kids like that. I'll always go back to, to that. They hired him in part because Tracy Clay's was as boring and as Gomer-like as you could possibly get. And kids looked at him, and they're like, why would I play for for Tracy Clays? They look at P.J. Fleck, and they're 18, and they think, this guy embraces life. It's great. The only thing that I would caution Fleck about is, let's calm down the hype machine a little bit when it comes to certain things. And recruiting to me, and this is why, and if, I don't care if it's a Juco kid, signing day, Football recruiting to me is always the funniest thing, right? Because think about how, how we talk about, you know, this class is going to be incredible and the Gophers just got a three star and this is so much. We have no idea. We have no idea. Well, but, but here's the thing. All right. I don't, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you on the, on the hype train, although you can't put all hype in the same bin. But that's what I, that's exactly I think what I'm saying. Over hyping an individual Juco quarterback transfer, that's over the top for me. Yep. Hyping a program and a philosophy, you point. have to do that. My, my point is. By the way, 651 646 8255 if people want to chime in here. I should say, the point is, not my point, the point is <laughs> very, very simple. Self aware judge. PJ Fleck was hired because he's the anti Tracy Clays. And I think that's fine. Because if you go back and look at Clay's, it was clear it wasn't going to work. I I would challenge you to find how many 18-year-old kids looked at Tracy Clay's when he walked into their home and said, Mom and Dad, this is it. This is my guy. Uh, but if I but if I was to sit Fleck down and talk to him about, and he said, okay, what, what shouldn't I, I do as much? I would just say when it comes to if you're recruiting a kid, and you think he might be good, but you're not sure. Let's err on, on the side of not being overly excited about it. But but they clearly saw, and and Vic clearly saw within months, he's not not good. And the Pioneer Press, I believe, reported he's not only going back to his junior college, he's going back to play linebacker. Yes. So he's he, not even a quarterback. Correct. But here's the thing, okay? I think it's fair to say they whiffed on Vic Viramontes. It was... For, for how much PJ hyped it, which was this guy went for 9,000 total yards as a Juco and he's the best. Ju- Obviously, it was hot air. And he, there's and there is a lot of hot air. There just is. And I'm fine with that. And I think a lot of kids are fine with that. There's a lot of hot air with 
with Jimbo Fisher. Like college football coaches and and basketball coaches, they're they're promoters on top of being recruiters and on top of being coaches. It's not like professional sports where you draft in a slot and that player doesn't really have a choice unless he plays major hardball like Eli Manning did 15 years ago, where you don't have to recruit at all. You just coach and you draft and you pick players. In college, there has to be some sort of a salesman vibe. And so if you have a problem with that, I don't know what to tell you as a college sports fan. But I think anyone who follows recruiting even for five minutes a year is there is there always a guarantee that a four-star recruit's going to pan out to be a stud player and an NFL player? Absolutely not. But you can't deny the fact that there's a huge correlation between four-star recruits and five-star recruits and programs that get a lot of them and success of program. It's no coincidence if you go back and look at the last 20 years of Big Ten football, the programs that get the most four- and five-star sure. recruits are Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and then probably like Michigan State, Nebraska, Wisconsin actually doesn't get a ton of them. But it's a quantity game, though. But, he, but and PJ Fleck, so people are going to knock him on this Vic Viramontes thing. Oh, he's he's a bad. He can't recruit. Look, he can't identify talent. PJ Fleck landed three or four four star recruits in his last recruiting class. Jerry Kill and Tracy Clays, they were lucky to get one in a, in an individual recruiting season. So I think to say that they whiffed on Vic Viramontes, therefore PJ Fleck can't identify talent even though Corey Davis was the number 5 overall pick, by the way, a couple of years ago uh, on a Western Michigan. People just, it's so easy to rip on Fleck because he's got this quirky personality, yeah. and, they, and they're going to be bad again this year because he's building something. And so I just think it's lazy, and it's an easy take to tee off on him because Vic Viramontes is gone. I think the lesson to be learned here is just tone it down a, a bit on certain things. This is all about tweaking things. This is all about the, the town in, in which you're operating and tweaking things. This is not about, PJ, you should be dour from now on. This is, okay, this is a Juco quarterback. And as you said, he he was playing Juco ball, not because he was outstanding, but because he, he had lots of things to work on. I think he originally uh, was committed to Michigan, decommitted from Michigan, went to Cal, had a redshirt year there, and, and then went to, the, uh, to uh, his school in California. So this is, to me, about tweaks. But, but this is also about the fact, and I'm not... I'm not really pro PJ and I'm not anti PJ. This is going to take some time. It just is. It just is. And if you thought But let's tee off on him before he gets to play. But that's what season. we but that's, that's what people do. That's what people do. It might not be fair. Idiots, it though. might not be fair, but that's what people do. But when when unfortunately this all goes back to the fact that Jerry Kill very much had this program on a track. And when he got sick and couldn't coach, it came off track. And that's it. That and that's it. And and if PJ PJ if he is observant enough will probably tweak and learn. But that doesn't mean that I think he's going to to be a disaster. I will say that if your expectation though is that 2018 PJ Fleck better turn around, it's not going to happen. Let's let's talk more about this. And and we can mix in if if you guys have thoughts on. PJ Fleck in general it's and, and Vic Viramonte. It's Pat from Golden Valley calling it. Well, he'll have three hours on his I own mean, today, I'm will. sure, to rip on PJ and Heather Flag. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Judd's got a word for Prime Mortgage Lending. Quick. I, I do indeed. If you're trying to find a mortgage company, I want to suggest my uh, friends at Prime and Kent McCullough. And that's about because this is not simply about uh, selling you on something, folks. No, Prime wants to earn your trust first. In fact, they would rather earn your trust than sell you a loan. And you just heard that and said, what? 
I'll tell you exactly what that means. It means while Prime would love to have you as a client, what they want to do is meet with you first, explain their plan, sit down with you, and then the decision is up to you. That's because this is about two very important things in all walks of life, in sports, in business, in everything, and those two things for Canton Prime are teamwork and collaboration. It's what Prime is all about. It's what they believe in, and if you're shopping for a mortgage, you can count on Prime to give you sound advice and straight answers. For instance, an example, Prime wants to take some of the mystery out of the mortgage process for you. Did you know Prime may be able to put together a program that can actually pay your closing costs, not just include them in your loan, but actually pay them for you? The website to go to, goprimewithkent.com. That's goprimewithkent.com. Once again, that's goprimewithkent, K-E-N-T dot com. More Mackie and Judd after this. Mackie and Judd now continue. Ready to be back in business or what? On 1500 ESPN. I'm going to keep, I guess, defending P.J. Fleck because it seems like... I don't know if, if it's just like a general media consensus. I think f- most fans seem to still be sort of energized by his personality. And maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's a generational thing. But I just went back, just for fun here, because it's being painted as, well, Vic Veramontes, that's a pretty big blemish on P.J. Fleck's ability to recruit talent, right? Or to identify talent. Okay. Well, according to 247sports.com, which is a recruit, there's like three main recruiting sites. I just went to this one. It's the... It's it's one of the three most prominent recruiting sites. And they keep track of recruiting classes in football and basketball mostly. And uh, they keep track of five-star, four-star, three-star, and recruiting rankings. So P.J. Fleck, according to 24-7 Sports, landed three four-star recruits to play gopher football in 2018. In the previous eight seasons before that, two, uh, maybe three, I guess, Three combined four-star recruits in the eight seasons before that at the end of Tim Brewster and then Jerry Kill and Tracy Clay's entire, what, six-year run there. So it's just a complete fabrication to say that, oh, he doesn't know how to identify a recruit talent. He's doing a better job of that in his first year than Jerry Kill and Tracy Clay's did their entire time. Now, can he coach them up? and get to 8, 9, 10 wins or even better. That's what remains to be I seen. Think, I think the rah-rah dri- drives uh, some absolutely crazy, but I, I perceive from the media, the majority of, of those of us in this business and also the fans, I perceive it just, it's go for football. Let's wait and see. I don't per- Because this program doesn't really, except for a select few, um, garner that much passion, I don't sense, uh, oh, he's terrible or oh, he's great. I really, I think everything to do with gopher football for the last, basically post Lou Holtz has always been, let's just wait and see. And, and you, you do, you have some people with prominent voices who he's going to drive crazy forever, but I don't think that's, that's the majority. And if this was the Vikings, it would be completely different, but because it's the golfers, I just think it's, uh, I'm going to sit back here, and if it works, it works, and if it doesn't, I'm not going to be surprised. And I'll add one more log to this fire here, and we'll get to some calls on this. We'll get to Steve here, 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. What's worse? Because I can tell you what is being painted as as worse, it seems like. What's worse? Hyping up a JUCO transfer quarterback who on paper looked pretty good, and whatever, they they just whiffed on it, and cutting bait after spring practice, before training camp starts, and well before the first game, saying, you know what, that was a mistake. Let's just be done with this. He's third on the depth chart. He's a linebacker. He's not going to play quarterback. He's going to go back to Juco. Like It was just a mistake. Let's cut bait on it before the season starts, before training camp starts. Yep. Is that the bigger mistake? Or, or 
empowering Mitch Leidner for four full seasons and 50 games to complete 55% of his passes. And in his senior year, a fifth-year senior, still out there, eight touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and 56% completions, one of the weakest schedules in recent history of Gopher football. When you, like, what's worse? Right, That's but, so much worse than what P.J. Fleck when, just did. But when you excitedly hype a player and that player flames out within months, it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be brought Why? up. It, it, it just is. Why? Because P.J. Fleck's enthusiasm for life causes some to, to say, ah, you, you were wrong there. Okay, you but, were wrong. I'm, just, I'm, but, te- I'm telling you what some... But, it, but that's on those people, okay? But that can he be. He hypes everything. Right. Don't get sucked right, in there. Right, but I think, the, I think if there's a lesson, a tweak to be made here, and a lesson to be learned, when you get a player like this, just, hey, he could be good. Or maybe... No, no. It, it's recruiting. You don't, you know... Or maybe trust a guy who built a pretty good program at Western Michigan. Just let, let him do his thing. I feel Let's like, let him do his I thing. I feel like you're defending a guy that, that only needs a defense against about two people. I disagree, dude. We've got, like, we have... Well, the old school go for football fans, but those people are so far, they're, it's a lost cause for them. All right, Steve, you're on the show. Hey, guys, look, Hi, every D1 coach whiffs on recruits. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I remember in the mid-2000s, Iowa had a five-star <laughs> lineman, a five-star. He didn't even start in the Orange Bowl four years later. He didn't hardly start it at all. So that, that happens. But his biggest challenge... Is certainly recruiting is one of them, but it's it's within the Big Ten right now. There are five, at least, future Hall of Fame coaches in the College Football Hall of Fame in the Big Ten. You got Ferentz and Fitzgerald, the winningest coaches, soon to be Ferentz when he wins one more game at their respective schools. Gone to tons of bowls, both of them now. You've got Harbaugh, semi borderline. A couple more good years, he's in. Myers in, and of course, D'Antonio's in. Scandal or no scandal. James Franklin might Who be on. about James Franklin? Yeah. So here's the deal. With the exception of Chris Ash, the guy at Indiana, can't even remember his name, and Lovey Smith, who took the Bears to a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. there are nine, I'm not including Fleck in this conversation yet, there are nine very legitimate coaches, including a guy named uh, Scott Frost, who Love went 13-0. and He didn't go 12-1 and like Fleck. He won them all, and he beat an Auburn team who'd beaten Georgia and Bama. So his biggest challenge, you know, new facilities, yeah, they're nice. Do they rank up there with Ohio State's, Penn State's, Iowa's? They don't. They absolutely don't. But they're certainly better than, you know, eating in a hallway with, with rain hitting you on the head. <laughs> but last year, his, his recruiting class was like 37th in 24-7, 43rd in rivals. So let, let's average it out to 40th. How many uh, uh, Power 5 schools are there? Is there five conferences? There's like, what, 65, including Notre Dame, somewhere in there. 40th out of 60 to 65 schools. And then I think you put, like, Boise State and put a couple of, yeah. That's not going to win the Big Ten West. Who knows? He he may coach them up and go 12-0 like Wisconsin did last year or 12-0 like Iowa did three years ago. But I'm telling you, the Big Ten West is much, much better with Jeff Brom, Scott Frost, and the existing coaches. It's going to be a challenge. It is, yes. He brings up a good point. Scott Frost is going to do a great job at Nebraska. And they have, it's, it's amazing that Nebraska has been so mediocre for a long time. I get that it's not the 1980s anymore, but that's a great facility. Say, the, the game changed and there's, big time on them. It's not like there's a whole lot to do out there. Like, so people just put, they put 100,000 fans. It's not like they're lacking revenue out there. Um, but back to his first point, it's, it, guys whiff on, on freshman five star recruits and four star recruits, like Steve said. And we make such a big deal out of a JUCO guy coming in here. And it's all because, P.J. Fleck likes to hype things. 
And what I would tell you, if you got all bent out of shape and are mad because P.J. Fleck hyped something and then it didn't turn out to be true, it's going to happen a lot more often. But he gets a chance to prove it on the field. And this is the problem. He's probably not going to prove it at all in 2018. You might have to wait till 2019 to see any results on the field if he's going to play a bunch of freshmen. That's going to be a freshman quarterback. Where there are expectations, yes. So I don't know. We act sometimes. We act like go for football and basketball have Alabama legacies, and we get so impatient. Who does that though? What do you mean? Who does that? Go for football, but it, my point is, if you, you pay you pay at, attention to go for fans. But, but if you but if you look at go for football, my God, if they go to a bowl, it's a success. To to honestly act as if golfer football, and this is why I've never understood why passionate golfer fan gets so defensive about the, the program. I've watched this program since 1978. For the most part, it stinks, okay. and that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that it has to. No one disagrees to, on that. But right, but to act, but to act like this program has ever the last time that that they went to what played for a national championship or got one was 62. So I don't get why people aren't just, for, for, for the most part, sit back and say, I'm curious. Okay, that's the best is, no, you can do with Okay, them. let me help you then. Let me use a Judd phrase. Let me help you. Let me all slow right. this down. Mm-hmm. The argument isn't that they've been crappy or not. Like, we all agree on that. They've been crappy, crappy in terms of, like, national relevance for 50 years. The argument is they should be much more competitive based on now facility, based on the fact that this is a major market and... You have all kinds of resources. This is an appealing place to live. It's an appealing place to recruit, despite the cold weather. That There's a gap between what they should be, like Wisconsin, for instance, where they are in basketball and football, mm-hmm. and where the Gophers are. Sure. How can you close that gap, and sure. why is it that coach after coach has been unable to close that gap? And I look at P.J. Fleck and say, you know what? He might not be Urban Meyer, but he's doing a lot of things different, and a lot of things that he's hit on, such as bringing in four-star recruits, such as creating excitement for a program that has largely been, like you just said, irrelevant for 50 years nationally and making it sort of interesting on a national level, getting a documentary on ESPN. And I say he's doing actually a lot of a good ground laying and brick laying work here that could pay off in the future if we just don't get caught up in small things like, oh, he whiffed on a Juco quarterback. And that's where we are. Instead of looking at, oh, he's creating a lot of excitement and actually bringing in some talented players and creating an environment where these guys could thrive like they did at Western Michigan, perhaps, just on a brighter, right. uh, larger platform, we get caught in the minutia like, oh, he's too energetic and makes up sayings. But he doesn't. Oh, but I don't think he cares. What's hyperculture? I don't know if it connects with the kids. Let and him, he's not going to care. And he, he doesn't care. He's not s- sitting there saying, oh, i got to change my tune completely. He's not going to. And he shouldn't. He got hired. He got hired for the reasons that drive some people crazy. That's why he got hired. But I'm the one who sat here three years back or so and said, Tracy Clay's ain't going to work. Tracy Clay's not a Division One head college football coach. He's a really good coordinator. That's what, that's what he does. Jerry Kill, for his faults, had some good ideas. And I think when, when he was healthy, Jerry Kill could coach. But I also think now P.J. Flex sits there and probably says, all right, if people want to bum out that this kid left, that's fine. They can. And I would say, and if he asked me, I would say, PJ, I probably wouldn't get as excited about a Juco QB as you did. But he's never, it, it doesn't serve him then to say, oh man, I, I wonder if I, I should redo my philosophy and or demeanor and or excitement. Why, why do we want to, why, why do we want to like turn him more Minnesotan? Yeah. But we, but, but there That's are, so stupid. But there are, let pe- him bleeping coach. But there are people that definitely do. All right. Because, because we love, we love what? We love the stoic 
in control, friendly enough, but not too friendly. Yeah, that works really well. We love, we love. That works really well. We love have fun, guys. Have fun at a, at a December 21st bowl game if uh, that's the type of personality yeah, you and want I, and, to run a college program. And I think we, we still look at guys like Bud Grant, and we, we look at Zim now, and we say, that stoic thing works for us. That's what we want. I don't know why, but it's what we like. Yeah, it's what it we desire. because it worked for Bud Grant 50 years yeah. ago. Everyone needs to be Bud Grant and have garage sales. Like, But I, do, I, don't, I don't think that there's as many anti-PJ people as, as you think. I think that some of them are just very vocal and have outlets. And so that the perception is that there's... I really think the majority of people are like me, which is... Let's see. All right. Dave, you got some stuff for us next? We're going to try to bring some levity back into the situation. We do have Tiger talk about Tiger Woods, which is unfortunate, but a little Johnny Manziel. We'll get some good stuff. Cool. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. Way too many words. On 1500 ESPN. Bill Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Let's make this older, dumpier, right? and whiter. There you- Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Stuff you should know about is sponsored by Hotels.com. With Hotels.com, get rewarded from seaside cabins to resorts. Hotels.com's deals come with access to instant savings, too. Hotels.com. You do you and get rewarded. Instant savings available on select properties. Mackie and Judd show. Give me a go, no, go for stuff you should know about. Hosts, go. Producer, we're go. Technical, go. Music, go. The actual stuff. We are go. Control, we are a go. You are clear to launch stuff you should know about. We are go for launch. All right, Dave Harrigan, that means you're a goal for stuff. Thanks, John. Appreciate that. Yeah, no worries. Let's start with one of these. Get some cold cuts. Get some cold cuts. Get some cold cuts. Hmm. Give it to him one more time. Is somebody getting hit in the face with a line drive? That's correct. Okay. Know who that somebody was? No. Happened at a charity softball game? Oh, Clay Matthews. The clay maker. Oh, Did you see that? Did you get hit in the head? Right in the, the face. No, the nose. Square in the nose. Yeah. Lucas Patrick, offensive lineman, was the guy swinging. Yeah. It was the annual Packers charity softball game. Clay maker took it right in the nose, immediately went down, got back up with his face in his glove, walked off the field to the dugout down the tunnel, tweeted out that he's okay. He will need surgery to repair the nose, but it's oh. not any worse than that. Uh, thankfully terrible. for him. That, that was solid that contact. Was, that was good okay, contact. If that's the definition of being okay, meaning like your surgery. nose is shattered to the point where you have to have surgery, yeah. I would think that, that you're not okay. That's good contact. Like if someone asked you, you knowing the landscape, that you just bled out and your nose is shattered and you have to have surgery, and someone says, how are you? Would your response be, I'm, I'm okay. Oh, because you're a tough guy, though. Because like, you didn't die? Yeah, like you're okay because you didn't die. Guess it means you don't broke, break orbital bones and hit your eye and lose teeth and break a jaw. I mean, I guess the broken nose isn't the worst. Just a nose. Uh, surprisingly, maybe not so surprisingly, uh, they restarted the game about a half an hour later, and yeah, they brought out the L screen after that. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. For like the, that's Packer, wise for the fun Packer softball game. Yeah, or yeah. just put a football helmet on. That'll be fine. I might yeah. cancel it right then. Yeah, well, they didn't. They're they're tough guys over there. Let's do this one too. And now, Phil Mackey does everything he can to ignore reality and defend a hero of his youth, despite knowing in his heart that hero is broken beyond repair. 72, 67, 68, 
72 to yeah. finish it up. Tigers four rounds at the Memorial, two weeks shy of the U.S. Open, where young man better learn how to putt. I'm comfortable with this. I don't think missing five footers is going to be the thing that that uh, prevents Tiger Woods from winning. You have these weeks sometimes. He missed seven putts within five feet, and how many strokes did he lose by? Was it six, six or uh, seven? Five or six. I five, believe. Six, he was nine under. I think the winner was. 14 or 15 under. I can't okay. Remember. So if he had just tapped in the five footers like he does every other week for whatever reason, <laughs> wind gusts during his putting strokes, hurt, I don't uh, know what happened. Hurt to uh, bend o- over a little bit to try and putt, maybe? That would cause a little bit of back problem. I think it was back tightness on Thursday. I think no, I know, but I'm just thinking that maybe his back hurt the rest of the yeah. time and he didn't want to talk about it because that would that is it must have hurt so much when he was sticking everything within five feet to begin with. Yeah, now he could let loose just there. I just I'm throwing crazy out, pain. I'm throwing out theories for what might have happened. I don't know. I think he's putting it all together. One more piece to the puzzle before the U.S. Open in two weeks. You're doing your job defending Tiger. I like it. To be honest, I'm if I'm Tiger Woods, I'm just upset. I lost a tournament to a guy named Bryson DeChambeau. With his little uh, taxi cab hat. Yeah. That's which, a hockey player know, name, isn't it? And that putter that he anchors against his forearm now mm-hmm. because you can't anchor against your belly. They yeah. should get rid of that, too. Just use the putter like it's meant to be used. Oh, interesting. Anchoring it to his armpit now instead of his belly. Like, really? what's the difference? Yeah. You guys see this? No. And I thought you couldn't. So you still can anchor it. You just can't do it. He's your... anchoring it against his no, arm. No, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Like all oh, the way, that's it. No, no. That arm. seems like cheating to me. He also. I'm with you. He's, uh, he's, a, he's one of the smarter guys on tour, apparently. But he. And I, I don't know. This Maybe this is something that other guys have tried, but he gets publicity for it. Instead of having the different length of shaft on each club, he cuts each club to the same length. Like the length of a five iron. So his pitching wedge I heard that today. is cut to the same length. It's you know, the the face is obviously that of a pitching wedge, right. but uh, you're looking at me like I'm an alien because no, no. you don't golf. But I'm like each club is absorbing a different... this information. Okay. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I think I want to get clubs that way. Somebody I agree. Hook me up. Don't would, have to have twelve different swings. Mm-hmm. Would you want everything cut to like the length of a sand wedge, or would you want everything cut to like the length of a five iron or a three iron? No, he goes like six iron, right? Six I think iron? that's okay. fair. Something where you don't got to bend over too far, because that's the problem with the wedge, man. You bend over and you just top everything. <laughs> that sounds like hurt your something back, you got to work on. Yeah, especially <laughs> when you got to bend back. Tiger should do this. <laughs> this is straight. Everything's everything's a driver length for Tiger. My back, my back. <laughs> sand wedge. He's like, yep. <laughs> One of the long distance drive contests too. They're like seven feet long. Ah, <laughs> oh, memories, memories. Did you see that Michael indicating he can't believe it, and just let us know that hey, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling good. It's my game. I love it. I love it. You guys aware of the anniversary that was yesterday? 93, right? It was the 90, Shrug game. 92. 92. Yes, 26 years. Okay. 92. The Shrug game. The six three-pointers in a row he nailed against Clyde Drexler in the uh, Trail Blazers and looked over to Magic Johnson there and, hey, gave him a little shrug hey. there. Uh, I found this note. It's a little excerpt from Playing for Keeps, Michael Jordan and the World He Made, the book by David Halberstrom talking about the shrug game and the rivalry that Jordan had with Clyde Drexler only because people said, hey, Clyde's pretty good. He might be, like, really good. And Jordan told all of them people to go bleep yourselves. Uh, it was intensely intensely personal for him, the perfect challenge for a man who always wanted, or wanted and always needed challenges. He used all the comparisons with Drexler, all the non-believers who thought Drexler as good as he was, to motivate himself. Mm-hmm. 
basically took upon himself to kick Drexler's butt in mm-hmm. those NBA finals. And then after the finals, those two happened to be on the dream team together a little later that summer. Jordan did not pass up the opportunity to talk some trash as he brought the ball up court during practices. Didn't I just kick your ass? Anything here look familiar? Think you can stop me this time, Clyde? Wow. Better better watch out for those threes, Clyde. He wow. wouldn't stop. <laughs> yeah. And it carried it over right to his Hall of Fame induction. Correct. Right? It is it is amazing though when when you you read uh, something about the greats, the the things that they will use to actually like in their minds be like Clyde. They're saying Clyde's as good as I, and no one really is thinking that. But just that, that internal thing that these guys need something to be like. Everyone's doubting me. Here's the other nugget. Apparently, Drexler showed up to one of those dream team practices with two left shoes. I don't know how that happens, but he had two lefts, uh-huh. and instead of borrowing shoes or finding you know a right shoe, he said, "Well." I guess I'm going to go with two lefts today. What? Jordan, of course, put that in the memory bank to then uh, psychologically screw with Drexler for probably the rest of his life. Wow. (laughs) See, that's what you need for your next Houston Rockets challenge. A little bit more mental motivation. All the doubters out there who want to revoke your man card. Except they might have a point. Except those people might might actually have a point. (laughs) The doubters are right in this case. Channel it. Uh, It's just part, part of it. I was trying to help a guy up out of the pile. He wants to say some foul stuff. Listen, I'm I'm not here to be pushed over. You can come at me because my name's in the papers, because my name's on TV. You can come at me. I'm not backing down. Okay. I'm here for a reason. I'm here to play ball. I'm not going to be treated like So okay. it is what it is. It's football. People talk a little bit out there. It is what it is, but just know I'm not backing down from anybody. Johnny Football getting a little trash talk from the opposition in his CFL debut that uh, I guess it went okay. He played in 23 plays, 9 of 11 for 80 yards after coming off the bench for starter Jeremiah Masoli in a, uh, well, frankly, they got routed by the Toronto Argonauts, 36-18. Also worth noting, not only is he not there to get pushed around, he's not there to help his team score points. In garbage time, 0 for 5 on drives, could not score a point. I saw some of the highlights. Classic Johnny form where he Takes the snap, drops back, and most quarterbacks, it's okay. One, two, balls out. For him, it's one, two, three. Okay, now I'm going to scramble, run around. Just take off. Oh, but these are these guys are a little faster than they were in the SEC because they're still professional players. He's running around still, and then gets decapitated as he throws the ball out of bounds. He got called for intentional grounding at one point too, and argued the call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was a bogus call. I don't like it. Was it bad? You know what I though? I didn't see it. Me neither. If they televise some of these games on Friday nights, which I think this was on TSN, yes, I might uh, might stick around for something. <gasps> Johnny, does the name Colin Cosell mean anything to you guys? Does not to me. He is the new PA announcer for the New York Mets professional baseball team. You may have heard of them. What if I just said the name Cosell? Does oh. that ring anything? Uh, immediately anything to think you? of Howard. Yes, mm-hmm. you do immediately think of Howard. Colin happens to be Howard's grandson. I mean, I pride myself on doing the best imitation of my grandfather in the world. Down goes Frazier! Down goes Frazier! Down goes Frazier! My grandfather's hands are shaking wildly because he's so excited. The adrenaline is just, like, pumping through him, just coursing through his veins, and he just lost it. And that was... That was the difference between him and other broadcasters. That kind of excitement where he was... He went from... uh, from being a broadcaster to a fan, and he just lost his marbles. 
and to pay homage to his late grandfather when the Todd father comes back off the disabled list. Todd Frazier, <laughs> New York father. Mets. Isn't it great? Yeah, we're going to dust up a little bit. Now batting number 21, Todd Frazier. All right. Wow. Down goes Todd Frazier. <laughs> Never thought of how, how he is a fan myself. That, that's an interesting description. Because he was always the guy who distanced himself from being a fan. He was all, you know, basically, I athletes are morons and I don't like sports, but I, so that's an mm. in, interesting interpretation of seeing him as a fan. I don't know. I think when it came to boxing, especially with Muhammad, he was absolutely a fan. Yeah, true. Fan, yeah. I mean, he loved that's true. <laughs> Nor did he think Muhammad was a moron either. I, that was- no, no. And that was a fine-tuned act. Between those two, mm-hmm. that was that was well crafted right there. One of the great lines, Muhammad, you're being truculent. I don't know what truculent is, but if it's good, then I'm that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, we're gonna get Wetmore in here in like 45 minutes to talk some twins. Mackie and Judd, TCL Broadcast Studio. Mackie and Judd are back after this brief timeout. How did your focus groups feel about cliffhangers? On 1500 ES. Bill Mackie, Judd Zolgad. There's a touch of madness around here. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. It united match reactions plus MLS news straight from the team this Tuesday, as in tomorrow. Jamie Watson and United players Ethan Finlay and Jerome Tiason will be at Nomad World Pub in Minneapolis for a live Adrian He Show broadcast from 6 to 7. It's presented by Heineken. Wow. I. Wish Judd never made me see that. Uh, come watch the show, talk soccer with the guys, win prizes, and more details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. If you could shoot like you can dance, I subject- you would <laughs> you still have this. not made any shot. I was going to say, I subjected an entire town to my attempts to shoot. I made, I made people's weekends because I'm so bad. I'm in for this hockey challenge, happy. by the way. People are happy about this. I haven't shot a hockey puck in... Now, if you include... If we wait till winter, and you put me on skates, and then you're in goal, well, then you have be, a much better chance to that would be fu- make me look like an idiot. That would be fun. Actually, forget me, me playing goal. If we got you and David on skates with a hockey puck and you, stick you trying to shoot. I can skate. I'm not very good, but I can stay on my feet. Okay. But, I, mean, I have fun. not put a pair of skates on in two decades. And then, so. and then if you're not good, guess what? You got no man card left. And you can never talk about sports oh, again. I already my man card's been taken away long ago with my love for chick flicks. What and, is the qualification for that card? Like, what costs you that card? That's a good question. I think if well, there's probably a longer list than this, but for sure, if you've ever enjoyed watching a chick flick, uh, then people would say that your man card is gone. Okay, then I've lost it for that. If you enjoy watching women's sports then people would say that your man card is gone. By the way, I am not a what subscriber card? to the man card philosophy. Right, right. I'm a live and let live I'm just guy. curious about what cost you that, that card. So so did, from what you're saying right now, I lost my card prior to Saturday. The listeners and people on Twitter didn't know that I'd lost it. Okay. Do you know when you lost it, according to the man card police? Oh, chick flicks I'm a fan of. Like, there's some bad ones, but if it's a good one... Oh, man card, please. I'll watch that. What was the first... Was it Sleepless in Seattle for you? I enjoyed that. It's a great movie. It's a fantastic film. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when Harry Met Sally, does that qualify as a, sort of a chick flick? I think it does. Yeah. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I, I would say another, uh, another man card police violation would be if you drink or enjoy drinking fruity adult beverages... 
So if you go to a bar and you order a sangria yeah. instead of a Coors Light, get me an Apple Tini or a bourbon. Okay, yeah. that's not me, but I'm fine with it. Now, wine is kind of its own category. I think I think you still get to hang on to the man card if you drink wine. Okay, you're still cool now. Unless it's a port, maybe if you're if you go oh, a little so deeper different. into the okay. dessert sweet wines. All right. For sure, though, if you're drinking some of these alcoholic spritzers, the man card police would say, "Yeah, mm-mm." All right. So, question for you off of that: uh, If the fir- I enjoy all these so, things, by the way. So the first time that I the first time that I ingested alcohol, I believe I was 16. Wine cooler. See, they're might- experimenting at that point. Okay. Yeah, and you're at that point you're you're considered a man card juvenile. <laughs> so they would never take away. They wouldn't revoke your man card. In fact, I don't think you get. Age. You don't even have a man card at 16. Okay, so that wouldn't cost me. Retroactively at 21, I, I wouldn't have to turn my card in no. on, on my 21st birthday because I did that. Well, not to mention, wouldn't we? I would think we'd all assume Randy in Cottage Grove, he's a real man, right? He's, he's the manliest beer guy drinking, that I know. football loving. Yep. What did he have at his Memorial Day barbecue aside from the WAP and the beer? Bartles and James. Yeah, a little couple wine coolers. He mentioned mm, it. It's true. Point. Yeah, it's a good point. Never so, thought of that. Maybe, so maybe wine coolers are... Well, I guess if if you weren't issued a man card at age 16, let's say you get in, you get behind the wheel of a car when you're 12 and crash it, right? Like, you see these stories. doesn't mean that you're never going to be able to get a license, I don't think. Just probably probably means it's probably a little harder, right? Yeah, that's probably true. Okay, that's fair then. But yeah, chick flicks. I'm definitely done then. Uh, being, being, I'm out. And 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 just to add it, if you if you look the way that you did on camera shooting a basketball, that would be a violation of the man card uh, code. I That's think. well, yeah. And I think I got I got notes saying no man card, no takes on basketball, which I can sort of see. But my favorite was no sports takes. Can Judd just done talking sports? Would Judd in theory get his man card back if we put him in net? Street hockey net, and he starts making like Dominic Hasek saves. He's laying down. Yeah, I'm stopping the kick, yeah. saving a beauty. You know, slap shot, glove side, mm-hmm. boom, picks it out of the air. Does that make up for it? Yeah, absolutely, it does. Yeah, one of those nice, fantastically lucky Braden Holtby saves. That'd be awesome for sure. I think I've got to make sh- sure that you know, this is the hardest part I for goalies. Hurt doing that. Though. Move in the direction yeah. where the action is. Like Throw if, your stick out. Hope the puck hits yeah. it. If, if the puck goes to the left, it's really you got to make sure that you're focused. You move right. to the left. This is my one chance, <laughs> my chance at redemption in goal street hockey. We're gonna do it. It's got to happen. I'll yep. do it. Yeah. Uh, yes. Let's make this happen here. <laughs> we'll in the next put it days. out there again <laughs> for all the world to see on Facebook. Six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. Actually, you know what we could do in the next half hour, in addition to getting back to Twins talk, we could do Judd Houston Rockets Challenge Ventline six five one six four six eight two five five. Can you help me? <laughs> Mackie and Judd resume things following these messages. I don't want to get any messages on fifteen hundred ESPN. At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands like the Google Hub, a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home, or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to make your holiday magic. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.